Look to our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. Oh, this is your day. Yes, it is for a miracle. Believe God today. He will touch and bless your life. I know you've been enjoying the program. We've been getting some wonderful calls from you. Thank you for being my partner and my friend. I pray the Lord will bless you richly and real good. Today on the program, I have with me Pastor John Eckhart from Chicago, a very fascinating pastor. Suzanne told me all about him. In, in fact, well, welcome first. Thank you. And Suzanne had been to your conferences in Chicago yes. where you, you teach on prayer and deliverance. And you have, what, what is it, like a monthly uh, conference of, uh, on, on the prophetic. Is that, right. Is that right? On the prophetic, yeah. We do a lot of teaching on the prophetic. But your, your specialty is deliverance. Yes. I've been in deliverance since 1984. You've seen a lot happen, of a course. Lot, a lot of miracles. Now, you've, you've written some amazing books on prayers that bring out demons and prayers that bring the blessings of God. And First, why did you write a book on prayers that rout out devils? Well, uh, being involved in deliverance, uh, it made me learn how to pray. Because when you're dealing with demons, if it's... Okay, now, Pastor, i got to ask you a, a question. And this is something that has bothered me for years. Why do Christians have devils? I mean, it's not even supposed to be so. Well, the Bible says, neither give place to the devil. So whatever you give place to, that's what comes into your so life. So that's why you see Christians yeah. today oppressed? Yeah. A lot of Christians are careless in their life. They open doors for the enemy, often ignorantly. And the enemy gains access. Now, of course, they cannot be possessed. Correct. But they can be oppressed. Yeah, they can, they can be, the, the correct word is demonized, under, under some type of demon influence. Explain that. I mean, because some are watching, what is a demonized Christian? Well, you remember your spirit, soul, and body. So the areas of your life that can be demonized or influenced by demons would not be your spirit that's born again, but your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your physical body, even, even spirits of infirmity can afflict people in okay, their physical body. Okay, but if body. the Holy Spirit is dwelling in that body, how can a demon dwell in the same body? Because the Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit. Okay, I'm glad you answered mm -hmm. this because, listen, you know, this is a very amazing topic and very important to deal with because even in my crusades and meetings, there's people there who, when I start saying, in Jesus' name, come out, brother, they start right. screaming. In London, I went, when, when I was in the UK a few years ago, 40%, 40% of the crowd began to manifest mm -hmm. when I began casting out demons. That was like a shock to me. And, you know, I mean, when I read the Bible, I, I don't see Christians in the book of Acts going around casting devils out of Christians. Correct. But yet we see it today. Right. It's not supposed to be. Right, because it, there's so much, so many ways the enemy can gain access. And there's so much sin, rebellion, perversion in the world today. Let's talk, let's talk about how he gains access. But go back, because I think it's important to explain the spirit, soul, body. Because I really want to hear that. Okay, well, you're, let me give you an example. One of the most common uh, problems we deal with is hurt and rejection. Someone who's been traumatized, hurt, wounded, broken heart. And so many of them have. Yeah, yeah. That, that affects your, your soul. That's your emotional area. So people can be oppressed in their emotional area. Hurt, depressed, sad, lonely, frustrated, angry, bitter, um, uh, full of uh, revenge, retaliation. So how do these things bring, bring devils? Well, when, when, you, when you're traumatized, you're sinned against. And, and the enemy takes advantage of any weakness in a person's life 
to come into that person's life. Because often when we're traumatized, we don't know how to defend ourselves from unforgiveness and bitterness and, and resentment. We often harbor unforgiveness, which is an open door for the enemy, because we don't know how to forgive. Often these things come in before you come to and Christ. And the devil, listen, the devil does not ask you for permission to come in. He, he just finds a door and gets in there. Exactly. And these are doors. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. One time I was teaching on rejection in our church in Orlando. And when, when, when I was done with this series about eight weeks, when, when imagine eight weeks on one subject. Mm -hmm. At the last Sunday, I said, how many of you have been rejected in any way? 80% came mm -hmm. down. That's and very that common. That was a shock. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Most people have suffered. From, one of the amazing things I've learned is, is why in, in Isaiah 53, in the atonement uh, scripture, it says he was despised and rejected of men. I think one of the reasons why Jesus suffered rejection was to redeem us and deliver us from rejection because it's a very common problem. Talk about uh, now the, the soul body. Uh, you said that these demons can come and oppress a person in their soulish realm. But then how do they get to where they manifest through the body? Right, because often sicknesses are the result of what is happening in a person's emotions. Because we're, we're so tightly connected, spirit, soul, and body, until if you're, if you're damaged in one part of your life, it affects you physically. So one of the most common problems is bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment can open the door for a lot of physical infirmities. A lot of people who suffer from physical infirmities uh, have, a, have a root problem of unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, or hurt that has opened the door but for But I mean, once, but, but, but when you see someone manifest in a meeting or they, they, their behavior is demonic at times, why some people are, are you know, they hide it so well, but some cannot. Why? Because some people are, are functioning. It's, it's like a functioning alcoholic. A person can be a functioning alcoholic or a functioning drug addict and hide it. The same thing with demons. People can function and seem to be stable and yet have problems that over a period of time will manifest. I mean, goodness, sometimes in, in my crusades, uh, when I get into heavy worship, that's when they start to manifest. Yeah. The presence of God causes causes demons to manifest as well. Demons hate God's presence. Okay, what are the doors that, get, that, that open up? Like what are the things that bring demons? Well, trauma, being sinned against, uh, sexual sin, rebellion. Let's deal with that because that's okay. important because many people have been traumatized. Yeah. When, a yeah, when a person is traumatized, they're so wounded until uh, the, the scripture tells us uh, he that breaks a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Yeah, that's so when a hedge is yeah. broken, when a person has been sinned against, even though they're the victim, they often are so hurt, so damaged, so wounded until they end up being unforgiving, resentful, and this attracts demons to come Do into Do you believe that life. every person is born with a weakness? Yes, I believe everyone is born in, in, in some type of iniquity. Okay, and then how do we control that? Well, the, 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 the only way to control it is if you have godly parents that can cover you, pray for you, instruct you in, in, in a godly home. But what if, what if you don't? Then, then chances are that um, you're going to be opened up for demonic attack. This is why the family is so important. Hit on that. I yeah. want to hear that. That's yeah, without godly parents, we really don't have the proper protection over our lives. And, and one of the problems today... So every baby born is born with a flaw. Yes. A weakness so. in their life yes. that they're going to have to deal with in life. Yes. yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's a bent towards sin, uh, unless it is dealt with in discipline and teaching and godliness in the home, um, that person, if that person grows up, they'll yield to certain sins. And when they yield to certain sins, the enemy then gets a foothold in that person's But life. now, you know, I, like I talk to preachers 
that have had trouble with certain sins, and they say, well, be because they were molested when they were children and so forth. Yeah, it's an open door. Often spirits of perversion come in through molestation. So when someone has been molested, I, I would guarantee you anyone who's been molested sexually is in need of deliverance in their life. And if they don't receive deliverance, then they try to deal with it the best they can. But often they're unsuccessful and they end up falling into sin. Yeah, but how do they find someone to help them? There's not a whole lot of people, well, that, people out there that, that's the problem. that deal with deliverance. I mean, there, there used to be Derek Prince and Maxwell White and people. Now there's you, thank God, that we have at least know about you. But how, how do they find people? that they can trust, too. Exactly. Imagine if they, you know, they blab about them, yeah, they, this they'll is probably a, ruin them. Yeah, this is a major problem in the church. That many ministers are not equipped to deal with the, the, the weaknesses in people that come to their churches. Because often in our seminaries and in our schools, we're not taught. We're taught doctrine, we're taught protocol, but we're not really taught how to move in the power of God. You know, it's really, but that's so sad, though. It really is. Back in the 70s, when Derek Prince would minister at, full gospel businessmen meetings, even my mother-in-law and, and, and others, God used them powerfully. Mm -hmm. Maxwell White, a pastor up in Toronto, mm -hmm. every Sunday night was deliverance night. People would come from all over Canada mm -hmm. and the world to be set, set, set free. But now today you don't find that. No, it's very rare today. It's very rare. But you're one. Hope, yeah, hope, yeah, we're do, seeing do. we're seeing more ministries uh, becoming, because one of, the, one of the problems is when you step into this kind of ministry, often you're so criticized and you're so attacked by even Christians. So what should someone do watching this program who's oppressed? Is there such a thing as self-deliverance? Yes. As a matter of fact, in, in one of the books, uh, this book, Prayers That Route Demons, we actually have prayers uh, for self-deliverance. You can minister deliverance to yourself. How? Well, you simply command the spirits in your life to come out, and often they come out through the, through the breathing process. But I would say this, if you have real strong spirits in your life, you'll need someone to help you. Generally, you won't be able to get deeper-rooted spirits out with self-deliverance. But, but the one question people ask me is, well, who, who can you trust? Especially with sexual stuff, they're scared yeah. to death to talk about it. Yeah, you, you need to pray and ask God to, to connect you with someone that you can trust. Um, it, it's, I believe that when you're, really, when you're really seeking deliverance, I believe that in the mercy of God, He will lead you to someone who can help you, even if it's not a pastor, it's someone in the congregation. There are many people in, in churches that know more about deliverance even than the pastor does. You know, when we had the church in Orlando, people would come to the church and we would pray for them. Now, you know, a lot of those people who come to our crusades, partners of mine, mm -hmm. friends of mine, have, have asked me have asked me the question because they had family members that needed some help. They said, well, who do we go to, you know? Because you really need to really take time with those people. Yes. You cannot do it on the platform in a crusade with 20,000 right. people watching. You've got to really counsel, help them, because often if they go back to that same stuff, it's worse. Exactly. Because that's in Matthew yeah. 12. One of the things we've done is we've trained, we've trained a lot of our members to operate in deliverance because the, the need was so great. So many people were coming. It was impossible for me to minister to all of this. Okay. So we, Why don't you teach us? Look at this camera and talk to people right now who are in need of deliverance. What must they do to bring self-deliverance and talk to them about the, the doors that open up and how they can shut them? Okay, well, one of, the, one of the major things is that you identify the enemy. One of the things Jesus said, what is thy name? And, and, and the demon said, my name is Legion. You cannot defeat an enemy that you do not know. I would recommend that you, you find a good quality book on deliverance. 
Um, you mentioned Derek Prince. Derek yeah. Prince has a great book called Expelling Demons. I, I recommend that you read something, become knowledgeable of it. And then once you begin to understand this realm, um, it, it can then you can then begin to do self-deliverance or get around churches that, that do believe in deliverance. And uh, I'm sure that there's some in your area you may not know of, um, but I believe that uh, there are websites you can go to and you can find uh, deliverance ministries in different parts of the country in your area. You may have to go a, a distance for someone to pray for you, but um, don't lose hope. Um, you're not crazy. Uh, if you're tormented, Jesus did come to set people free. And if you've opened doors for the enemy, close them, renounce them, depart from sin, but then get someone who's qualified to help you. Um, I'm about to go uh, in a couple of months. We have an international uh, deliverance uh, fellowship that will be held in Texas, as mm. a matter of fact, um, at uh, Chuck Pierce's church. Yeah. Um, and and we'll, we'll, we'll do International Society of Deliverance Ministers. So there are uh, ISDM, there are deliverance ministries that do come together, and uh, we'll be doing a major conference, uh, an international conference with Bill Suddeth in a few months. So there are, there are ministries that do do this. Let's talk about the doors. You had mentioned some of the doors, but I want to hear more the, about the, that. The, the most common door is trauma. Uh, being abused, being sexually abused, being raped, being molested, being hurt, being rejected. Hurt how? Hurt, hurt. Well, being, being, being hurt by rejection, hurt by people, emotional abuse, physical abuse, being abandoned by parents, um, uh, being rejected, being talked about, being criticized at a young age, opening the door for hurt. Um, you can be hurt sexually, hurt emotionally. You can be hurt through words. People can destroy your life by what they say to you. I've dealt with people who were so hurt by what people said to them at a young age until they opened themselves up for all types of hurt, uh, unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, resentment. When do demons come in? Demons come in at any, any point in your life where there's a weakness, where there's sin, where there's hurt, where there's rejection, where there's disobedience, where there's But let's rebellion. say somebody's been rejected by mom, dad, brothers, sisters, when they were five, six, or ten. Surely the demons are not going to come in right there and then. Is there a, a certain thing that happens in life after that where something opens up? Yeah, when a person is rejected, they begin to, they begin to harbor it. They begin to harbor rejection. They begin to uh, uh, meditate on being hurt. They begin to carry this. And that, that over a period of time, that will open the door for the enemy to you, come that's in. That's what you mean by, by, that's what the Bible, I think, means by strongholds. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ne neither give place to the devil. So, you know, because most, most children can't handle, some people handle rejection better than others. Some people can shake it and not become demonized. Some people are more emotional. They harbor it. They, they carry it. And they let it affect them more. And the enemy always takes advantage of any weakness in a person's life. How about life. sexual abuse when a child has been sexually abused as a, as a child? How do they handle that? Well, if a child has been traumatized sexually, they usually end up with spirits of confusion, hurt, uh, rejection. They end up with spirits of guilt, shame, because they're ashamed of what has happened. I heard know. someone t tell me recently uh, that people with anorexia, like girls with anorexia, it goes back to some kind of sexual abuse. Is that true? I'm, I prayed for a lady that went through a divorce that had anorexia, and she was dying. And when we prayed for this young lady, she began to scream, and she said it felt as if there was a knife in her stomach. And when the, spir when the spirits came out of her, the whole room uh, had a foul odor, and she received the miracle for anorexia. But I would not be surprised with anorexia if it's connected to rebellion or rejection and if it's connected to sexual sin. That, that wouldn't surprise me at all because many infirmities are connected to Well, what rejection. that individual said to my wife is they said, well, that's because when they were uh, abused as a child, 
it kind of messed up with their self-image. Yeah. And they would throw up purposely mm. to be accepted. Okay. And, and, and I mean, I had never heard about that. That would be that rejection, was, yeah. Yeah, rejection, exactly. Well, one of the spirits that works with rejection is self-rejection. When you're rejected, you tend to reject yourself. And self-rejection is just as devastating as rejection because when you reject yourself, you hate yourself and you end up doing so things So rejection is one of the main doors yes, that opens yes. up to the demonic. Rejection is probably the most common door. How about things people wear, people like rings and stuff in their house and stuff on their bodies? Yeah, <laughs> what you do with your body is very important. If you, if you abuse and mutilate your body, uh, it's, it could be a manifestation of self-rejection, self-hatred. That can also open the door for the enemy. Like, let's in. say, okay, let's talk about people have tattoos on their yeah. body. Can they draw devils? I believe so. How? Yes. Well, I believe that when you, when, you, when you mark your bodies, especially when you mark it with demonic symbols, it attracts... Now, some will say, well, I have a flower on my, on my leg. I have a cross. Uh, you know, what, what do you tell them? Or the name of someone, some dead <laughs> loved one. Well, I, I wouldn't. I'm not legalistic. I, well, I'm not either. I'm just yeah. asking you. Well, I, I personally, I believe that uh, when, one, of, one of the problems with tattoos is, is really drawing blood. It, when you deal with tattoos, people don't understand there's a But, I mean, issue. in the Bible, it clearly states in the prophets that do not mark your body. Yeah. And God yeah. said so to Moses. Because it, it was always connected with idolatry, witchcraft, and paganism. In, in, in ancient culture. So sometimes there's a, a strong connection between witchcraft, paganism, idolatry, which often believers don't see the connection between marking your body. Uh, they would mark their bodies by worshiping false gods. So sometimes there's a connection between our idols and demons. But a tattoo, certain tattoos can draw devils. Definitely, definitely. Let me just ask you, you know, about other things like books, uh, music uh, in, in people's homes. Some, you know, some of them li listen to all that loud rock mm -hmm. music and other music that it's not even Christian. Music is very spiritual. Music opens you up to the spirit realm. That's why when in both in, in both, both worlds, realms, yeah. yes. That's why when the, the anointing of God can come through music. When when Elisha asked for a minstrel, it yeah. caused the spirit of God. So it can operate in the other realm as well. Music can release demons. If you're listening to ungodly, unclean music, it is a way that demons are released. If you're going to unclean, ungodly concerts and listen to ungodly music, demons are released that way as well. People can actually become demonized by going to ungodly uh, musical events. Once a person is demonized in their soul, what's going to happen to them? Well, eventually, uh, as they grow older, if they're not delivered, it's going to affect them physically. They're going to begin to break down physically. They're going to end up with sickness. It's, 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 going, to, it's going to end up destroying them. I found that uh, people can live with demons for a period of time, but over a long period of time, it'll begin to manifest in their body. They'll begin to have mental problems, confusion. It will take its toll How on their body. How about spiritually? Can it, can it affect the spirit or the Christian walk? Yes, it How? can. Well, it can cause people to, to backslide. It can cause people to walk away from God. It can, it can interrupt their fellowship with God. It so can, it can bring damnation. Yeah, it can, it can and cause, cause them to lose their yes, salvation. It can cause a person to go into sin and rebellion. I've known people who, were, who loved God, walked with God, walked in power that completely walked away from God and walked, walked away from the church and are no longer serving because God. Because they entertained that exactly. demon, that they weakness. Didn't, they didn't deal, they didn't deal, deal with, with it. it. Yeah. Yes, they didn't deal with it. Yet self-deliverance yes. happens. Yes, you can pray for yourself. Most, most spirits come out of the breathing passages. Uh, well, you know, you said that earlier. Explain mm -hmm. that. Well, the word, the word for spirit is the same as the word for breath in the Bible, pneuma. So most demons, when they come out, they come out through coughing, 
choking, screaming, they come out of the breathing passage because when your spirit, when your spirit leaves your body, you stop breathing. Wow. So most spirits are connected to the breath. Yeah, I've seen that often yeah. in our meetings. Yeah. Well, you've got three amazing books here. One called Prayers That Root Out Demons. Uh, it says, Prayers for Defeating Demons and Overthrowing the Power of Darkness. Wow, that's powerful. And you've seen this work. Yes, we've had, we have thousands of testimonies of people who've read that book and have done self-deliverance. Okay, make sure to get this. Yeah. But there's a, there's a second, well, actually we have three, three books that really go kind of together. Prayers That Activate the Blessings of God protection, power, favor of God for you, your loved ones. Mm -hmm. What's in this one? A lot of those prayers are simply uh, confessions and prayers, uh, uh, scriptural prayers on God's blessings, how to attain blessings the Bible way. Most of the prayers in these books have a scriptural reference. So it's basically praying the word of God. And, and the one about Same. demons too, yes, right? Yes, most of them have And God. prayers that bring healing, overcome sickness, pain, disease, and so on. And we've had a lot of testimonies of people that have been healed actually praying healing prayers for themselves or praying for other people, uh, those particular scriptural prayers. So these are full of, of scripture. So you have, you have, uh, and goodness, you know, you've got all these against demonic horsemen. What's a demonic horseman? Well, in the spirit realm, there, there are horses just as they're in the natural realm. You see them in the book of Revelation. Um, and there are a lot of scriptures. There, there are a lot of scriptures in, in the wow. Bible that um, people read that have never really uh, done a thorough study of that you'll be amazed at what's like found in the Bible. Like spirits of the valley. Yeah. Spirits that keep you in a low place. Spirits that keep you in a, in, in a valley place. Spirits of the desert. Spirits that keep you in a dry place, in a dry season. Prayer against the spirits of Jezebel. That's a, yeah. that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's common, yeah. And there are demons that... Now, how, how did you find those names? Uh, well, we've dealt with those. Like, I'm we've, sorry. we've dealt with those spirits in deliverance. So when you ask for their name, they actually—they've they've actually, yeah, we've had demons identify themselves as Jezebel. Leviathan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the spirit of pride. Job 41, Leviathan, the king of pride. Uh, Le Leviathan, uh, Leviathan is the king of pride, uh, found in Job chapter 41. How about demonic princes? Those will be those will be high-ranking spirits, princes like the prince of Persia that Daniel dealt with. Spirits of destruction, yeah, Apollyon. Destru yeah, Apollyon, uh, Asmodeus, and uh, 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 spirits of destruction. Demonic conspiracies? Right. Uh, in the Bible, you know, when you read the Old Testament, there are a lot of conspiracies against God's people. So any, any, any spirits that are conspiring against your life, uh, plans of hell that operate against your life, uh, we believe that demons and princes actually conspire against ministries and, and people. You know, I believe that. Yeah, you know, to destroy them. So we pray, we pray prayers against that, breaking up demonic conspiracies. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. I have never, honestly, saints, I've never seen such a book um, where you have the names of these demons. Well, well, how would people know what, what demons they have? Well, whatever's tormenting you, whatever's, whatever, whatever's harassing now, you. Now, okay, now there's one, there's one, okay. Spirit birds? Right. What on earth is that? Well, uh, uh, in, the, in the spirit realm, there, in, in the spirit realm, there are demons that are identified with serpents, scorpions, and there are also spirits like identified with vultures, unclean birds. In the spirit realm, there are demons identified with certain animals. For instance, you have really? yeah, diff different spirits that have the characteristics of a particular creature. Here you've got serpents, flies. Yeah, Beelzebub is the prince of flies. Lions, and the Bible does talk about Satan as being a mm -hmm. lion. 
Oh, and you talk about self-deliverance too, how to, that's amazing. Well, make sure to get all three. I'm sorry, I'm fascinated okay. by, by this, as you can see. <laughs> you can get all three for a gift of $50 to the ministry. If you just want this one on demons, you can have it today for $20, $20, but all three for 50 So call today, the number is on the screen. Don't miss getting it. If you believe you've been harassed in some way, this could be your answer. So get it today or write uh, post office box 16-2000 or go online. Wow, fascinating. Tomorrow, I want to I talk about more about this, but okay. I want to deal with prayer. Okay. Because God has really given you an amazing uh, anointing for prayer. Love you. Thanks for being my partner and friend. Bye-bye. This is your day for a miracle. Hi, I'm Chris Lindbergh, the pastor of Life Fellowship Church in McKinney, Texas. And I'm so thankful to be here today with you. And I just want to encourage you with this one thought here. And that's this, the greatest expression of love is to give. In fact, uh, when my wife and I were head over heels in love with each other, there was a time in my life that I said, I'm going to marry this girl. That was 21 years ago. In fact, when I did this, uh, I didn't just go down the street to a local convenience store and find one of those little uh, devices where you put the quarter in, you twist it, and out comes a, a plastic ring. I actually went down the street to a diamond store. Uh, I took four months worth of salary, and, and I purchased the most incredible thing that I could buy for her. And there came the day that I, I got down to my knee and, and I opened up that little box. And if, I, and if I could just show you her face today, how it lit on up. Why? Because the greatest expression of love is to give. I, I gave her my best. And in fact, that's why the Bible says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he didn't just send an angel. He didn't just tell us about this. He actually demonstrated it. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Like he demonstrated the fact that he is flat out head over heels in love with you because the greatest expression of love is to give. In fact, this is a principle that has been a driving force for my wife and I for all these years. We have said, God, that we're going to honor you with what you have given to us. Yes, it's out of a, a sense of obedience to him, but the heart behind it all is to say, God, we just love you so much. We love what you've done in our hearts and lives. In fact, if you didn't do another thing, we would, we would worship you for forever. We would, we would give into your kingdom. And I'm thankful that we have an opportunity today to express to our great Lord our love for him and to let him know that there's none like him. And so what I'm going to just encourage you to do right where you're at there in, in your home or maybe you're driving, you could be in a coffee shop somewhere. I'm going to encourage you. Let's reach out to the Lord. Let's, let's declare to him, God, I don't just love you with my lips. I'm going to love you with my actions. And so right where you're at, the ways to give for you are, are on the screen. And I just want to pray that as you sow into this incredible ministry that is literally taking the gospel around the world, seeing people saved, healed, delivered, impacting tens of thousands of pastors, I believe that today we're going to declare to the Lord that, Lord, we love you with all of our hearts. And so let me just pray for you as we give. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I thank you right now for your people as we step out in faith and we obey you. And God, we're just declaring to you that we love you with our whole heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. And so God, bless your people as we give today. Thank you, God, for your incredible blessings on our life. In your strong, mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.